Hi, this is Jim Lesser from BBDO San Francisco, and welcome to another episode of the Fog City Chronicles. Today's interview is part of a series called The Women Who Run BBDO. Female leadership is such an important topic in our industry right now, and at BBDO, I've been very lucky to work with uh, some of the most dynamic leaders in our industry who happen to be women who are running offices and groups of offices. And I thought that if we could uh, pull their collective knowledge together, it might help to inspire the uh, female leaders of tomorrow. This episode is with Ella Stewart, who's the CEO of BBDO Russia Group, which is actually many agencies within uh, BBDO Russia. And so we'll hear more about that in our conversation with Ella. So, uh, first a little intro on Ella Stewart for everyone in the room here. Ella graduated from Moscow Academy of Finance with a degree in economic uh, relations, in uh, international economic relations in 1992. And before starting her career at BBDO, she worked at Ernst & Young, the accounting firm uh, at Mars, and at Kraft Jacob Suchard. What's Kraft Jacob Suchard? Is that an agency? No, no, it's um, also chocolate, uh, milka and cookie crust. Ah, okay. Uh, oh. I think they changed their name by now, but it was many years ago. I'm 21 with BBDO now. Right. So Ella joined BBDO in 1996 as the financial director, and she um, has since uh, served on the board of directors as chairman and CEO of BBDO Group since uh, 2003. She's also been um, on the board of directors of BBDO Worldwide since 2005. Um, and in 2015, the um, Russian Managers Association and the newspaper Commerçant, uh, who does this poll every year, named Ella for the 12th time in a row one of the best managers in Russia. Um, and she's also been the president of the Red Apple International Advertising Festival since 2011. So Ella, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so um, I, would, uh, I would love to start with just kind of um, a little bit about your background for everyone here. And I think one of the things that's really helpful, especially for folks who are in the early part of their career, is to hear kind of what your journey was, how you got where you are, why did you um, get into advertising in the first place? Um. Well, I'm going to be honest with you because it was obviously by chance and uh, I had the um, financial education and I uh, came as finance director in the, I had no idea what the video is. I came to marketing director, marketing director of Kraft and said, oh guys, what the video? I have no idea. I have an offer. And they said, oh, it's really expensive and it has made so, so that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> It was driven by money, as, as you would um, understand. So I went for interview, and I really liked the atmosphere. You have to understand, it was 50 people there. It was um, 96. Uh, it was run by English guy, which was big benefit for Russia then, because uh, people. It was one of the first advertising agencies in Russia. They came after Pepsi, and I think they came. They it started at 1989 or. Maybe nine. I can't remember exactly year, but it was it was very very few agencies first, and there was no advertising in Soviet Union, as you probably know. And that's why it was very fresh, very young, very new industry. 
And we're lucky to have an um, English guy because he please knew what brief is, what great, how great a campaign should work. Because the people did everything, uh, you know, how they felt. And for, for most of them, which is probably good, it was more art than advertising and so on. So I came as financial director and it was, um, when I really started to run the agency, it was 98, because what happened by that time, my uh, boss decided that he wants career somewhere else, and I don't blame him, Russia then was uh, even worse than now. Um, and uh, he left country for a long vacation, and uh, the major crisis, uh, 98 crisis in Russia happened, which, um, for example, uh, ruble dropped from six dollars to 17 and we had to pay salaries and we had contracts and it was when most of um advertising agencies closed uh, they cut all their stuff they um arguably, for example had three people left um, i can't remember all other figures but some tragic i think closed down completely and we were probably the only one who cut only 10% of the stuff, and it was my decision. I, that's what I'm proud of. That's why I probably I thought I should run it. <laughs> Not that I was open to do it. Um, and um, my decision was to uh, cut salaries and keep uh, jobs because I thought that that's what we need. Because for most of these people, it was no job outside advertising, outside the agency at that moment. Now it's a bit different uh, surrounding with advertising agencies, but then it was, they wouldn't find anything years ago. Um, <laughs> so we were 50. It was one company. Now we have 18 companies and we have people. So it's a big step from them. Wow. And uh, when they offered to run, Tender said, just don't tell anybody you have your financial, your former financial director. Don't tell any foreign clients. Uh, it was like I had to hide my profession like it wasn't accountant, but uh, something much older than this one. <laughs> so and, Ella, uh, sorry, I want to I want to just give everyone here a little bit of perspective on on the size of the organization that you run, because it's 1,200 people and it's 19 different companies, but it's all BBDO group. So could you just yeah. talk a little bit about how that's structured and also why yeah. there are so many agencies within BBDO group? Um, first of all, there's so many agencies. Well, um, I had, because after I decided I stay and run it, I came to John Rand and said, Listen, why don't you give me TVW and DDB? I can run it as well. Um, and he said, no, I don't think so. But um, <laughs> actually, I think it was a big mistake. And uh, even now, I'm very weak in Russia and very small. So I to give it to us. And the reason we have so many agencies, I'm all less. Um, what John said, you can't take DDB and TVW, but you can open any agency from Omnicom you want. And um, I start, you know, I decided that I will start uh, have more or less mini Omnicom in Russia because they wouldn't allow me to have Omnicom, so I would just create my own. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we, um, another success story, which I think very different from other countries, that we managed to have second agency, which at one stage was more successful than the first one. We, we created an agency called Instinct. Uh, I think, you know, I can't, I'm bad with figures. Um, now, I think it's about 15 years ago. 
um, maybe more around 15 years ago, and it became really successful. But the reason uh, we did it was now we, of course, we have three major um, telco agencies, uh, telco clients, the major competitors we have within the group, because we now have five uh, creative agencies, uh, but um, then uh, we managed, to, uh, the reason I opened the second agency was I wanted to uh, motivate people and I think the biggest motivation, and I probably I found people who have the same motivation as me, for me motivation was that I can run my own show and um, as you know, Andrew run, runs BBDO this way and I think that's why most of us here for so long because we don't really have um, orders, we don't have micromanagement, it's not uh, Martin Sorrell style and uh, all the kind of things we hate in all those who are here for so long, hate in other organizations. So, and I saw that uh, people like the most is when they have uh, their own um, ideal structure which they can build uh, the way they want. They went, they went, for example, uh, culture of instinct is very different from culture of BBDO. And I think the uh, way they uh, were so successful so many years that BBDO was their biggest, um, if not enemy, but uh, definitely they tried to keep up and uh, be better and beat us. Uh, I keep saying us because I still, you know, I'm sitting in BBDO building, even that we are, uh, we're in the same territory, all our companies, but uh, I still feel more like BBDO and instinct feels it's instinct, us and them BBDO, including me. Um, so, um, so, you... there is so, for so many agencies that I wanted to motivate people and uh, give them chance. And uh, till now, they see me only if they have problem. Uh, they don't cook me if everything is okay. They only call me to client meeting when client says, Oh, thank you, agency. You're so good, which sometimes happens. But um, <laughs> call me, they call me if it's really big problem, and um, then they need my help, which is okay. I don't, I don't mind it. And uh, sometimes uh, I see them only once in uh, three months when we have our budgeting repercast, and uh, that's uh, two weeks where I spend with each each agency about three hours with each of them, looking through all figures, uh, looking at all the work, uh, listening to the problems, talking about people, and that's uh, sometimes only meetings I have during the year, if, if we're lucky, but um, sometimes um, they call me if, if it's some problem. And uh, we also have media with an operation because um, I wanted to keep it, and I thought um, I always keep talking about integrated solution, and I think it's still future of uh, advertising, especially now when digital became uh, part of our everyday's work. I still think we need media as part of uh, our offer, but that's long story. And uh, we of course have um, branding. Um, we, ne we never got Wolfhall uh, and so interbrand, even that um, John Rand promised and gave us permission, but. We're all free in this network, which is another side of the medal. And um, we have our own branding agency, which is very successful as well. And we have Happy Eye. I think that's it. So the, um, the agencies are set up, as you said, to, to motivate your leaders to sort of take on more responsibility. But they, they also enable you to, uh, they compete against one another. So they drive each other forward and, and help push innovation, but they also help you manage conflicts, right? So you have the, you okay. said you have the three major telcos? Yeah, we have uh, three major uh, telcos. On one stage, 
we had the Mercedes, BMW, and Audi. <laughs> and uh, now we lost Audi. They, but I think the reason we lost it because we didn't uh, uh, build Chinese walls uh, between. Because instinct now became big, and they also opened their own second agency. But they didn't do the same thing as we did when we opened them. They didn't build this wall. They pretend they're separate, but uh, it's. It wasn't. Right. And clients read it. So I think you should have to be honest with clients, with people, and then everything works. Right. Um, I also want to just go back for one second to something you said earlier, which was that in 1998 or 99, when BBDO Russia was formed, there were no advertising agencies. So to give. No, it was 89, I think. 89? Yeah, oh, sorry, not 90. Right, 89. Yeah. So to give people perspective, I think um, I've heard the story that BBDO was the first agency in Russia, and when people were hired, they had to be hired from completely different occupations because there were no agencies. Sure, that's right. And uh, for example, Igor Lutz, who was creative director for many years, he was hired and he was an uh, um, artist. So he he was hired as art director. He had no idea what art director was, or he became creative director later because no, it was no not not such a thing as advertising. There was there were no advertising agencies. There was no advertising uh, in Russia before prehistoric. Right, right. And was what was the first commercial? It's a famous first commercial, I think, that BBDO Russia did. Ah. Uh, in LA meeting, I think you were there, yeah? Yes. Uh, I went to show the bank commercial, it was um, for Sberbank. And Sberbank, again, our client, it was, uh, uh, I have no idea what they were trying to advertise, but uh, the commercial showed that, um, a wedding of two people and saying that's big future, so. Right. And, and was PepsiCo the original driver of opening the agency there? Right. All right, Pepsi, the original driver, still driving us. Right. Um, OK. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that more in a second. Um, so um, what, do you, what do you think of, of the, obviously, you have such a big organization. You've hired so many people over the years. What do you think are the critical traits that a person needs to be successful in our business? I generally think the critical uh, trait to hire anybody is brains. So I have I I will hire a smart person always, even if uh, he wouldn't uh, have all the possible uh, knowledge he would need for the job. I think if person is right, open-minded, and keen, so if he has the right attitude, I would hire this kind of person. I um, I very often make impulsive hire, like I was hiring you uh, head of uh, our PR agency recently and um, I had about four interviews the, on the fourth interview with the fourth person I made an offer straight you know first time I saw him and I said well do you want to start because uh, if you you just can feel this it's very hard it's so many years that I hired people that I can always I'm making mistakes I'm making mistakes not very often but I do um, but most of the time, it's my, it's my gut feeling, and if I see the person is smart and keen, and if he's already talking to me, he's uh, successful, because mostly, of course, I'm hiring for very top positions. But um, I just think that 
attitude is the most important. Yeah. And uh, so attitude over specific skills. Yeah, definitely. Because you always can get the skills. I study, um, any, of course, you can't uh, uh, um, media specialist with person, you know, uh, a person has no idea about that they, they need some more specific knowledge. But, um, and of course, you can't uh, hire you know, client service director without uh, certain knowledge. But I'm not talking about, the person should have the basic knowledge. I'm not saying that any smart person can come and, and that's what happened in 90, in whatever, 90s, where a person can come to advertising agency having, doesn't matter what education, and that most of people who are now in top position, they very different education. Most, you know, most of the time, uh, agency would, international agency would hire a person just because uh, he or she speaks English. And that was a major uh, characteristic in at the job. And most of these people now head of the agencies. Right, right. Um, yeah, we have we have that requirement here too. And almost, I think about ninety percent of us actually can speak it. Um, uh, I'm curious. Take me into an interview with Ella Stewart. Do you have a favorite interview question or interview? Do you have an approach to the way you interview people, or is it just conversation? No, it's always conversation. I have no specific questions. I, if I'm if I'm asking any questions like where you see yourself in the party, so what's your aim? It means I'm really bored and I want to get rid of it. And I'm coming with something I have to make up and because I don't want to be rude. Uh, and uh, mostly in like first five minutes, I know I don't want to talk to this person anymore. Then I'm coming with the usual interview, you know, questions which are in the list of normal interview. And um, if for me is to decide whether I should keep uh, most of the people and cut their salaries or keep only the best people and uh, keep them, you know, with their salaries. And uh, for example, in 98, we cut everybody's salary, uh, salaries a lot. And in uh, 2008, we did the same approach, but we cut you know, much less because we kept probably 99% of the people and cut everybody, including, um, I did cut for myself even that nobody asked me to, but I wanted the message that we're all in the same boat and um, very soon, as soon as everything, and then um, uh, only when the situation became better, then it was easier. I was uh, increasing salaries or putting back salaries to those who performed the best and was also sort of uh, device to motivate people who really try the best. So my my I think biggest um, success was to make the decision to hire people and who was us till now. Right. And what about on the other side? Were there things where you look back and sit and think, "Oh my gosh, what was I thinking?" <laughs> um, <coughs> it was mostly in the media part because media part is really difficult for me and. Um, most of board of directors are saying, if you say again, uh, because every time anybody asks questions, the you have any questions, said, yeah, can you explain to me how media works and how we we'll communicate? And Andrew just was getting sick of it. But um, I think I made few, few few mistakes there because I was too stubborn and I wanted us to be um, the major agency uh, in, in media from DDB and all that. So I think I made few decisions there not being too flexible, but maybe... Maybe they were not that wrong, I don't know. But that's something which I would do different going back. Great, great. Uh, more communication thing. Um, and what about, I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about the culture of 
BBDO in Russia, and especially when it was when it was just BBDO before we're talking about 12 agencies, what things as a leader did you um, try to do to, to create a specific culture for the agency? Um, that's a very tough question because I, I hope we have culture in the good way, but um, I never, my, I think the most important is to talk to people. And um, of course, I can't talk to all those 1,200 I have at the moment. And some of them don't say hello to me because maybe I change color of my head. They don't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I look a bit different on pictures, much younger. Um, <laughs> I understand they don't know me personally. They don't know even my face sometimes. And that's why it's hard. But what was important, and I think the part of our success, that for a long time, while it was not that many people, it was important to talk to uh, as as much personal as possible and uh, <laughs> talk to people myself and uh, to make this communication uh, very uh, personal. So I think the culture is that most of our people feel um, free and uh, they can uh, talk, they can come to any uh, door, they will have transparent walls in all senses. And... Um, that's, I think, uh, where we talk about, you know, um, it's no hierarchical structure where people are afraid to go, come to your office, and that's, I think, the most important part. Not that, for example, I, I think that some of the most junior people will think that that's not true, but uh, that's probably already not my mistake. Right. By now. <laughs> um, but the key is communication, to be able to talk to people. Right. So, so open and direct communication and people feeling comfortable talking to anyone and not, not being worried about talking to someone who's more senior than them or someone who's, who's running the yeah. agency. I, I hate when it's very hierarchical that it just kills me. Right. And I uh, hope that's what's happening now. But it's, again, it's probably not true on some levels. Right. Um, okay, so... Um, what, uh, as you think about uh, the people who you've, you've trained over the years and you've watched develop, and a lot of people probably with a very free culture, as you've described it, people sort of growing and taking the reins for themselves and, and building their own capabilities and careers, um, are there things that, that a younger person in the industry could start doing differently where, where it would up their game immediately? Like if, if you could kind of have a megaphone to talk to, you know, a group of all the young folks in your agency to say, look, if you just do one thing a little bit differently, um, does anything come to mind? Uh, first of all, I think at least in our culture and in our country, it's so much harder now than it was for me, for example, or for people my age or a bit younger, because there was, you know, the biggest advantage you speak English and you already can be hired to any good company. Now to get into BBDO is really hard. So I think it's much harder for young people. But um, to be honest, I think um, I think if a person really loves what he's doing, uh, he will be successful. I, I saw young people who started from nothing and uh, um, it's impossible not you have to have really uh, stupid and uh, bad people around who would notice or who will make you, um, you know, not 
especially take advantage of your work, uh, but that's not the way in here, I hope. So if you're really keen and if you really love what you're doing, you'll be successful. I think that's the secret of any good career. You have to love to come to the office every day and uh, love what you're doing and uh, not be afraid to make mistakes, which is important because, of course, if you somebody will tell you off every second, every time you try something and will be wrong, then you don't want to try. Right, right. Um, and what about, um, I'm, I'm curious about leadership specifically, as you're training your next generation of leaders and grooming the young leaders in the agency, um, are there things you try to teach them or are there things that, that as you were, you know, developing the agency and building the agency that you stole from other great leaders, you know, that you learned from other, other people who were in your life, who were your bosses or things like that? Um, I would love for myself, I would love to be more positive because I'm a bit of drama queen. Um, <laughs> I, can, um, I, uh, I can say, oh God, we just, you know, that's awful, that's quite as awful, we should fight him. <laughs> Which is probably good because they're coming me down and saying, oh, don't worry, we will stop the upset, and probably I'm already using it too much. But um, I think. Um, the more uh, optimistic you are, the more positive message you send, then the more successful you are in the end. So that would, for example, again, um, I don't have bosses for a long time apart from Andrew, and what I love about him is he, he's be, him being so positive and uh, objective with people, and I think that's something which I can learn, because I sometimes can be tough. <laughs> that's great. Um, and I'm curious about the, your role on the Global BBDO Board of Directors. I've heard Andrew tell the story many times of, of the meeting where the Board of Directors came up with the 10 people values. Were you, yeah. were you in the room for that? Yeah. Uh, not that I came with any value. But, um, we, yeah, it was um, – the Board of Directors is um, – uh, I think more for me to to understand how other agencies work, and uh, I'm trying to share what uh, the good thing that all of us have the same problem. Doesn't matter, Russia, France, uh, UK, uh, even US. Uh, so, and that's important. So, but it's not that I think the what we're bringing to each other is uh, just understanding that. We're not so special. It's not the only special problem we have. It's the common problem for the industry or for BBDO, and we can solve it together. And that's, I think, what makes it so strong, that we understand that we're not alone, but we're not, again, we're not pushed to have the same um, uh, rules which we have to follow, apart from those values you said. Yeah, we were more or less discussing uh, and it was very nice to understand that the biggest values were more human than anything else, and you know, normal. So, what again? What I like about the video that was mostly about uh, person and about the humanity and about this kind of things, and then the work. Even that probably somebody wouldn't agree with me. Right. So people first, and and obviously the work, the work, the work is is the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I would love to dig in for a, a little bit about uh, the, on this topic of gender in advertising. And I'm just curious for your pers from your perspective, obviously it's a topic of global conversation right now in the industry. Um, how do you view it from, from your perspective in Russia? Um, there are not many women in advertising in Russia on my position. Well, I think, yeah, I'm only one as the head of the group. But um, in general, I never felt any different for if I was a man or when I, well, I am a woman. But when Andrew brought um, this uh, subject, actually, last board of directors, I thought, oh, it's again, you know, your political correctness, which is not normal for Russia. Um, but um, when I thought about it, we really don't have that many creative uh, um, directors, uh, women creative directors, and that's true. And I don't know why. And maybe that's something which uh, we probably have to work on as well. But that's the only thing where I think um, that we can notice that. For example, most of heads of the agencies, or probably more than 50% heads of agencies here are women. But um, amongst creative, there are not that many uh, creative directors that I think they will be second one, so they're only two, the third one. So, so they're two now, and the third one will be appointed soon, which I think uh, wrong. Right. So are there, are there any um, specific things you're trying to do in Russia to, to balance that? No, I don't think you can do, can do that officially. I, I think uh, uh, it's good we noticed it. We probably will pay more attention, and maybe uh, somebody will need more help to just to prove yourself in this case. But uh, I don't think you can do it officially. I'm absolutely against that, you know, among uh, men or women, we should choose a woman because she's a woman and not because she's better. So I, everybody should be equal. And in this case as well. Right. Um, and um, so last question, and then I want to give people a few minutes to ask questions from, from our team here. Um, what advice would you give the 30-year-old Ella? Uh, don't take everything so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Um, okay, who has questions? Don't be shy. Last one. William. Uh, how, much of, how much of the advertising, like in the 90s, was selling advertising versus the product? Because I assume, like, here we're so desensitized to like capitalism that advertising is like part of our culture. So how much of the work that you guys did was actually selling the idea that advertising was good? Because I'm assuming at first it's like these American companies coming in after years of thinking capitalism is terrible, these companies are terrible. So like, what was that like? Uh, you would be surprised because um, I like this example. We didn't have land phones and uh, we stopped having mobile phones and it, we just jumped very quickly and i think that's happening probably the same in china and in most of countries which came all this long way being closed and not have an idea what capitalism is so i think uh, when advertising started uh you didn't need that much time to explain what advertising you know that it's advertising people was uh, companies in, including russian companies because back then 
um, advertising was sold as like minute at, on TV and uh, you more or less can do it quite cheap. So Russian companies start doing, it's, it was so many advertising. Only later they start cutting the time, you know, cutting the time and children programs and so on. What's happening now? More civilized. But so it was selling product, not explaining what advertising is. It was clear what advertising is quite soon. Great. More questions? Anyone have anything else? Um, well, I'll, I'll ask another one, Ella, since we have a couple minutes. Um, I'm curious about, uh, you know, with as much responsibility as you have, you know, with such a big group of people, what are, what are the things that you do as your, part of your daily routine to stay on top of the industry, the news, uh, culture? Do you have like a, a, a regular media habit that you kind of have gotten into a groove on where you consume certain things? Uh, yeah, I well, I read the, um, uh, our internal, you know, Russian portal about advertising, which is um, very updating. You know, you can get uh, all commercials, uh, whatever, because it, most most of agencies put their work straight away there, all news, uh, all all about the biggest advertisers and so on, about people as well. So that's what I. It's more or less I'm doing it in the morning when I come, just looking through that, but. Uh, <clears throat> What I'm trying to do is um, I'm trying to be on at least to uh, look at all work we're doing because uh, sometimes internally we have much more interesting trends and much more uh, updated um, and uh, modern um, work and instruments that I can find somewhere else. So for me, it's much more important to get to know what our agency is doing and um, then rather than um, the uh, the market because uh, because we're so big and there's so many different agencies and different approaches. So I'm trying to understand because sometimes um, I look at some work and I think, oh, what a great work, and then it's ours and I didn't know that. And that's um, that's <laughs> quite good. <laughs> that's a good feeling. Yeah. I, I didn't know we were so good. <laughs> well, we're quite good here. Even that uh, it was. Um, uh, rating, um, as you mentioned, I'm president of a festival, advertising festival, and at this festival, the most prizes were given to um, three, uh, the now three top agencies, independent agencies, um, not BBDO's uh, force and instinct of the fifth, which is never was never the case before. Um, good thing that all three agencies. Well, only two, sorry. Two of these agencies, they're former our people. And I think that's probably one of the mistakes we made. We were not uh, uh, quick enough and we didn't give them opportunity to grow inside. Uh, and uh, that's something which I think we should learn more. And that already was, for example, not my decision when I let these people go. It was decision of the immediate process. But that's a good thing. But bad thing that they're now much more ahead. They're much much better than us in some case. But they have a bit different clients. They have um, more freedom in terms of work because we, of course, uh, in terms of international clients, we can't do everything we want. But um, that's probably excuse, but not a good one, and we have to work harder. Um, what I was saying already, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's already um, about eight, eight in quite time. It's a, the end of a long day, I'm sure. So we really yeah. appreciate you, um, you spending time with us. 
and um, and you know having a conversation for for uh, so many people here. I think it's really inspiring to see somebody who's had such a successful career and who's done it in such an unusual situation with a with a place and a time where advertising didn't exist, then it popped up and has grown into being such a massive industry. So thank you again, Ella. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.